Welcome to the Shut Up Show. This is the Brave Solopreneurs Podcast, helping you shut up and make shit happen. Inside every episode, you'll hear raw and uncensored conversations with amazing entrepreneurs and thought leaders who bring their best work every day despite being scared shitless. You'll gain mindset strategies on how to brave through your fears, tactical advice to help you define your shut up moment, and impact-driven tips inspiring you to live and work on your own terms. I am your host and chief shut-upper of Making Shit Happen, Bernie Shaw. Now, on to today's episode. In today's episode of The Shut Up Show... I get to chat with my friend Dave Conry. As you can hear, we actually run into a few technical blips. Please continue to listen along. It's really good, juicy stuff. Enjoy. <laughs> We're live for the second episode. Well, not our second episode completely, but the second episode in the brand new theme for version 2.0 of the Shut Up Show. I am so excited today, guys. I have my awesome an amazing buddy, friend, fellow podcaster and creative badass, designer, <laughs> marketing guru dude, Dave Conry, here on our show today. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I forgot to mention and fuzzy. Fuzzy. <laughs> oh right. I have a little fuzzy. fuzzy. Little, little. <laughs> Inside joke. <laughs> anyway, okay, so so back to serious business here. Um, for the show, and let's just back up real quick, for the theme for uh, April of 2014, with this new theme-based platform that we have for the Shut Up Show, I'm trying to bring on different people to talk about sales and the selling process, and I'm bringing in different people with lots of different experience and expertise in selling and or sales. And I know that that is such a broad category. Um, in the last episode, you guys saw us talk about having a sales process and why that's so important if you're selling, period. But what about if you're selling online, more specifically? And so I thought about Dave because Dave has been doing a lot of amazing stuff the past couple of months that I've gotten to know him, both as a fellow online business dude, um, also, like I said, a fellow podcaster. And there's a lot of really interesting things that he does to sell both his products and services online, having no real, I mean, to be very honest with you, no real experience doing this before um, outside of his marketing positions that he's had uh, prior to jumping into his solo business. And so what more perfect person than to have somebody like this guy who just learned how to do these things either by being self-taught or bringing in different experiences and techniques and strategies that he used in his prior corporate life. And so, you know, Dave, I'm talking about you like you're in a third person, but, you know, <laughs> for those who missed the the episode where, where we actually did talk to you, uh, Phil and I, a couple of months back on the Shut Up Show, I'm bringing you back on now because we're going to get even more tactical and we're going to get even more specific about some of these things that we're missing out on and maybe what we can do better to sell online. So with that said, you know, first of all, kind of take us through what's been going on since we last had you on the show to now, and I know that's probably going to take another 30 minutes <laughs> before right. we even get to the beef of today's conversation, but just in about one or two minutes, can you sum up what, what has happened, what's changed since you and I last talked um, to kind of help us set the foundation for today's show? You know, it's interesting you bring that up because even while you were just giving that tremendous uh, intro there, I, I was thinking to myself, like, my point of view has changed I wouldn't say dramatically, but there's definitely been some key points of view 
that are different than where I was at even just six, eight months ago. Just it's funny how the speed at which technology changes, the lessons that you learn from the people that you deal with, and because you and I, we both deal with, uh, we both are introduced to new people all the time because of our shows, and it's just that the information that you get fed to you, like it really kind of changes your point of view, sometimes good, sometimes bad, and I think that what I've learned from myself and what I've implemented is that we can't, we get caught up in all these things, all these techniques and tactics of things that we're supposed to be, quote-unquote, supposed to be doing because that's what other successful people are doing, right? I got my... the the What kind of got the ball rolling for me was listening to guys like Gary Vaynerchuk and Pat Flynn, and I, as much as I appreciate everything that these guys have brought to the world, it's not necessarily my authentic way about going about things. In fact, I'm somewhere kind of in the middle of those two guys, right? A little more of the, of the Gary Vaynerchuk hustle and a little bit more of the altruistic aspects of Pat Flynn and somewhere in the middle there. But what I really kind of learned is that we can't just chase what other people are doing because it's worked for them. I have to come from a place of what I feel works for me and where, you know, like... I don't, I'm trying not to stray too far away from things that I know because I have this, you know, 17 years as a graphic artist and a marketer, and it's like, why wouldn't I just kind of stay within that wheelhouse and teach people from that scope of things rather than trying to drift off in all these different places to teach people things that, they may, number one, they may not necessarily um, want to learn, and number two, that I may not be that truly passionate about I was more chasing the potential dollar bill that was going there, and so I kind of stepped back and and actually the you know the last question that you guys asked me the last time was about you know what what am I scared of, and I was talking about this launch and well, what ended up being is that that launch just was not paying off for me at all and and I just think it was because I wasn't fully invested in it. I was more chasing the opportunity rather than being totally passionate and purpose filled to to go after that. So I shelved it. I put it on a shelf. And if it comes back at some point, I feel like I really need to regenerate this, then I will. But it's not my focus anymore. In fact, my real focus now is kind of spending my energy to make sure that my community is really strong and make sure that the people in my community are uh, empowered and want to, you know, move forward. And that's really kind of where I've been, where I've been headed and where I'm, where I'm going at least for the next six months until I change my mind again. <laughs> right. Right. That that is such an awesome story, Dave, because what you said in so many words without actually, you know, spitting it out of your mouth was that you decided to start focusing on what you already were good at and you allowed yourself to become a teacher in that thing because people were seeking you out for it, but at the same time you enjoyed doing it and you actually are good at it, so you're qualified to help people with it. And I think exchanging your resources and your experience with people who want to pay you money or invest their time into learning from you, then you were able to facilitate the transaction of selling right? Because yeah. you led with, here's what I'm good at, here's how I want to help, and oh, you want help with that thing I'm good at because you're not good at it. Awesome. Let's exchange dollars, let's exchange time, and let's, 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 let's get this thing going, right? And I think that, you know, quite often, like you said, um, 
I think people get so caught up in mimicking other people who came before them who are doing successfully well and they think if I use tool A, B, and C that so-and-so uses then I'll be able to get you know product you know D, E, and F, right? And it doesn't work that way because if you're not good at A, B, and C, even if you use that person's formula, it's not going to come out the exact same way. It's not going to come out D, E, and F. It's going to come out, you know, X, Y, Z, maybe, right? So, so can you take us through? Um, because I do want us to get a tactical here in terms of how you broke through that mimicking or feeling the need to to. I don't want to use the word copy, but maybe emulate somebody, but it didn't feel natural to you at the time. How did you break out of that and go, you know what, screw this. I'm going to own who I am, I'm going to own what I do, and I'm going to let my uniqueness come out. I know it's a massive question, but I think that's some where people get stuck quite a bit. Yeah. Really, what it came down to was just being 100% honest with myself and that's a tough one to do because you, I put so much time and energy into this project and it was just like I felt like I was I needed to force myself to finish it and it was like or and really kind of pursue it but the energy wasn't there and I just at some point even though I was like I was trying to push forward trying to push forward and it just wasn't happening and I wasn't getting the response from people as well and I was just like I there's a lesson here and so it really was just kind of like Almost like a self-intervention with my, you know, with me, me and me in the room, me in the chair, and me <laughs> with the, you know, with the flashlight over my head, saying, "Right, come on, let's own this, right?" And so I, I basically said, you know what, folks, uh, I, I told myself, I said, I, I just, I'm not going to go down this road because it's not going to work. And then I told the people that were on board, uh, I said, "Listen, I, I apologize." for, you know, not being able to push forward first. Those that had made a kind of a pre-sale, I, I gave them all their money back. I said, listen, I apologize. And, and this was eating some serious crow, eating some serious crow, because I just said, I'm just not in a place to finish this, and I apologize, and, you know, but, and I, and I also extended. I said, I still want you to feel like I support you, and I feel like I don't want you to guys feel like I've taken advantage of you, even though I, I know they didn't because I gave them a bunch of free content already and I already fed them all this other stuff, and they got their money back. But it was, you know, I, I still extended myself and said, you know, if you need help, if you have questions regarding this subject, just hit me up anytime. You guys have carte blanche to come to me anytime to do that. And that way it was like I felt like, even though it was kind of shitty for me, you know, internally to, to feel like I, I don't want to say I failed. I guess I, I more so realized that I wasn't going to be into this. And so it was kind of like crappy feeling on the inside. I, at least I felt good that I'd done what I possibly could for these people to give them something. And so it really was just that. It was just owning it, you know, owning the idea that I wasn't going to be able to pursue this the way I wanted to. It wasn't kind of coming from a place of authenticity, and um, I wasn't serving the way it should be. So it was just like, you know what, own it and then move on. And then, you know, hopefully nobody hates me. <laughs> right, right. And that's hard. I mean, Dave, it, it's not easy. I mean, because I'm a content creator, too, and I, I do business online as well. It's not easy to tell somebody, hey, I've got this awesome thing coming out in the world. Come and get it. And then you put it out into the world, and people aren't as excited, or maybe you've missed the mark somehow. And then later on, you have to go back and go, oops, my bad. 
right? Mm -hmm. It must not be easy, firstly, to go through that experience, right? Because the, the stuff that happens in your head, I'll tell you, it does tell you, you suck, you failed, don't ever do that again, oh my god, you look like an idiot, whatever. But then at the same time, you also feel a sense of responsibility, like you said, because now you feel like, what kind of value did I just provide my audience? Mm -hmm. My tribe must hate me right now because I'm supposed to sit here and, and give them something great that wasn't great, I, I could do better. So, so to kind of follow up with that thing that happens to us after an experience like that, Dave, what did the crea this create the space for? What kind of opportunities did this open up for you? That you know, how did you learn from this, and what did end up revealing itself to you after all of this? Well, it came into me in a couple of different ways. Number one, I have to be creating products that I firmly believe in. Number one. Number two create products that support my my core business right and although the product that I was creating was was an off offshoot it was kind of like um, like my core clientele probably wasn't invested in it right it was kind of like almost like a like if you have a Venn diagram <laughs> of you know who's now here's my core clientele, and here's some people that would be interested in the subject. There would be a crossover, right? But it wouldn't be like this. And so I should be looking at these people over here and saying, how can I serve them? Or how can I, you know, if it's not the, my current clients, how can I serve the people that could be potential clients in the future? And so it was like really kind of being honest with myself because, like, how am I going to operate with in my own means and then also create something that, you know, is valuable to the people that are here to check me out. So, right. and you know, it was really so. There's this idea of creating a product. Um, it's it's kind of like a it's somewhere between an opt-in to get people's attention, but then also a product that they can they can purchase further from there. And I'm in the middle of processing that right now. I don't want to go too big into that just yet, but it's basically like you said, tapping into helping people tap into their creative badassery, right? I mean, that's the that's the idea. And that's kind of where I feel like my strength is. You know, I, I'm a media strategist. I help people figure out what's going to be the best approach for their creative pursuit, right? How do, how do they approach media from different aspects that's going to benefit them in particular? But there's also this aspect of mindset, right? And wanting to, you know, wanting these things but not having the mental acuity to, to actually do it. And so part of my job as a coach or consultant is to kind of you know get them off the bench and into the game and so I, I spend a lot of time doing that and so that's what this product is going to be about it's about getting them in check to make sure that they know that they've got all the tools that they possibly need to get started and it's all kind of within <laughs> it's their their head their heart you know their guts and all that stuff so right Right, and you've had an amazing year. I mean, I know there have been a lot of challenges along the way. I mean, what what you know, business owner or entrepreneur doesn't have that? But you have seen a lot of great growth. I'd say both personally and from a business standpoint, a lot of awesome stuff happened for um, you know Fresh Rag and and which obviously is your blog and uh, the name of your new podcast. It's changing over from Creative Business Podcast, and uh, pretty much everything you do, it's it's you are known as that dude who helps people to you know to, to get rid of that starving artist mentality and go out and 
be your badass creative self. And I love that about you. And I love that even as you put yourself as a guinea pig through these different experiences, you're able to be open and vulnerable with everybody and tell them, I still don't have the answers, guys. I'm just, you know, pay attention to what I'm doing and don't do what I just did over there or do what I did over here well, right? But I love the fact that you're going through the motions with the people who are seeking your help and advice. I love that about you because it makes you relatable. It makes you, um, it makes your story resonating. It doesn't put you on this pedestal somewhere where people don't feel they can reach you. It's like, this, he's a real good dude going through this real shit and I want to be a part of that process with him. So in my opinion, I believe that that's what it's done for you. I believe that's the opportunity that has opened itself as a result of you being more open and vulnerable. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And in, in an interesting change of... Um process I guess or like one of the things that I've done is I, when I had this conversation with me about being real with myself I realized that I didn't want to become one of these people that tells everybody how to do things but isn't doing it themselves and and I've sold my art online I've sold my design work online I've sold all that stuff online in the past but I kind of pulled away from that to focus on my energy towards helping others but what I got to this I got to this point where I was like you know what I should be walking the walk right, or walking my talk, right, and representing it so that I can at least say, just like you said, I put myself into it, I, I you know, I attack these things, I attack these different media options to kind of show that it, it can be done, I've done it, you could do it too, right, but when it comes to selling actual creative work, I really wasn't doing that at this, at least up till now, because I was like, I was still focused on doing this other stuff, but I thought, you know what, I need to go and start doing something creative just so I can say, look, this is what I've learned, this is what I've done, and it's working for me, so I know that the things that I'm telling you can be done, and it's, you know, you have no limitations now, because, look, I went over here and fucking did it, excuse me, but <laughs> <laughs> I went over here and did it, and so you have no more excuses, you know, nobody else can say to me now that, oh, yeah, well, he's not doing any of that stuff online, well, yes, I am, it's over there, and so that's really, it's it's kind of like a... I'm not telling a whole a whole bunch of people about the shop that I've got on Etsy right now because it's just kind of like it's more of like an experimentation at this point to see what I can do, but at least I'm doing it so that I know that you know I can turn around to the next person that says okay, but what do you, how do you know like okay well here's my case study right over here. Right. Right. I love that we started off this episode saying we're going to talk about selling online and uh, we're talking a lot about mindset strategies and I knew that we were going to. So audience, <laughs> this wasn't an accident. This wasn't a mistake. I mean, this honestly is the goal of this show in general. I mean, I know the show is going through, you know, a, a whole, you know, rebranding and makeover if you want to call it that. But at the core of these conversations, nothing has changed. We're still talking about getting through fear. We're still talking about how do you brave through to the other side of all the things that can hold you back, can make you stall, cause you to procrastinate, make you feel like you're not good enough, right? And once we get past that, then how do we go out and, and bring our art, whatever our art is, whatever our craft is, how do we bring that out into the world? And I think that a lot of people, myself included, tend to go online and we want to go straight to the, okay, how do I do this? But we haven't even tackled the why am I doing this and am I emotionally and mentally capable of doing this or 
what happens if I don't do it right? Do I know how to, to pivot or change or adapt or move or flex with that, right? So people want to get right to the mean potatoes of what do I do, you know, where do I do this and how is this going to happen? But I think we always have to start with why. We always have to start with, you know, did I even do this with the right intention? And based on the story you told me, and I know you and I talked one-on-one -on -one about it, but then here you've also revealed some of it as well. Based on what you told me, your why wasn't as strong when you launched that product several months ago and it didn't work out the way you planned. And when you connected the dots, looking back at that experience, I'm sure that you realized, crap, I was, I was going at this all wrong and trying to chase something that really truly wasn't making my heart flutter, right? Mm -hmm. And so now that you've re, I guess if you want to call it, if you, you have made the pivot. You've said, okay, it wasn't necessarily that it's a bad product, but I apparently didn't do my research. I apparently didn't figure out what people really want. I was just going for, you know, I'll be honest, maybe the money, right? Right, yeah. Maybe or, the it, sale. Yeah, not uh, definitely not looking towards, you know, what the people want, but just thinking like, hey, I think that they might want this, right? And then, right. you know, because it was, you know, it was like, this idea like, hey, I know how to do that. I can go tell, ask people if they want to do that. And it really wasn't, it didn't resonate with them, didn't 100% resonate with my you know, energy and all that stuff. But I wanted to step back on something. Like yeah. you said, we aren't talking about selling strategies, yet we're going towards more towards the, you know, the stuff that happens internally. And I would argue that, and you already know the answer to this, that I'm sure, but a good portion of what makes a good salesperson is how they feel about themselves inside, right? The confidence that they have about being able to sell something. The it's there there are sales techniques, right? But if you don't believe in your product, you don't believe in it what it is that you're doing, you're not going to have the confidence, you're not going to have the the strength to kind of push forward in the sales. You're not going to be able to ask for the sale confidently unless you you know, you're mentally emotionally equipped for that. And I think that I mean Brian Tracy, Zig Ziglar, all these guys, they, they talk about selling all day long, right? But it, most of their conversations all revolve around the stuff that happens inside us rather than, you know, the, you know, like, hey, you know, this is how you approach this particular negotiation situation. You know, it, it's, all, it's all mental. It's all how much you believe in yourself, I think. Right. And I love that you brought that up because that's exactly why I said, you know, this wasn't a mistake. This conversation was meant to lead there. Because how many people want to come and watch an episode about, let's talk about positive mindset. You know what I'm being cheesy here. I know, I know I'm poking fun at ourselves because, you know, I don't call myself a life coach, but I am a life coach. So a lot of the times people go, oh, gosh, she's going to talk about being positive and having a positive attitude. You know, and I still to this day hear people say that. And the reality is, it is kind of about having a positive attitude. It seriously is. Because like you said, if you don't have positivity or optimism or confidence to know that your shit's good, how the hell do you expect anybody to buy that stuff from you? So selling, whether it's online or offline, in this case we're talking about online stuff, you have to convey that excitement and confidence even more. Wouldn't you agree? Especially when you're online because maybe you don't necessarily have the face-to-face -face interaction or, you know, that the in-the-room energy that you would in person. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to No, no, don't, don't interrupt. I, I wanted you to kind of take us through that because I do want some, some tactical information from you in terms of how does somebody then effectively sell online knowing that there is that barrier, right, of, of the Internet. Well, but go ahead with your thought. 
first. I, I think it's well, okay. So it's funny because I just had a situation recently. We talk about changing our mindset. It really, it's um, when you get yourself into a bad situation mentally or whatever. As easy as this, or as as difficult, or rather, it's easier said than done. Sometimes it's really just a matter of disrupting that current flow, right? The current idea, right? Whatever it is, like you're in a dark spot, you don't feel good about yourself, you don't feel good about what you're selling, you you don't know how to approach people with your sales. It's about having some sort of disruption, right? Something that's going to change your mindset. And it's funny, I recently listened to an audio book by. uh, Tony Robbins, and one of the things he says is like a technique, and I don't necessarily 100% endorse this because I feel goofy doing it still, but he basically says you you do something physically that just changes your point of view in an instant, right? Like jump up and scream and you know shout and do a twist and turn like right in the middle of whatever it is you're doing, whether it's in public or not, and it's just kind of going to, you're going to, it's going to be such a disruption to your mindset, you gotta, can't help but number one, laugh at yourself, and number two, you know, just like, okay, I really can change my point of view in an instant, right? It, and, um, you know, so we all have the power within us to get ourselves out of this. We just have to be okay with making that change. And if we're not willing to make that change, well, then we're just going to stay where we're at. So, and I've kind of lost my train of thought, but what was your question? <laughs> I went off on a That's tangent. okay. That's okay. I love it. I love it when you go off on a tangent. I mean, we're just having a conversation here and it's, and, and I want to remind the audience here because this is not any different than the first 108 or 109, however many episodes it is now, but it's no different than the 100 plus episodes we've had here on the Shut Up Show. The whole point of this show is to sit here and have a conversation about the things that freak the crap out of us, things that we're not good at, or maybe things that we're good at and we're, maybe we're holding ourselves back but it's about having that conversation and mm-hmm. having the audience be here on be, be a fly on the wall to listen to these conversations because these are the conversations that people are having every single day Dave and and other people want to hear these conversations but they don't because they usually only see the glamorous side of people's lives on Facebook updates or Twitter feeds right but yeah. they don't see this crap that we're talking about about the whole holy shit my product just failed last week <laughs> you know I yeah. suck but but I think the important thing is we're not doing this to just you know poke fun at each other or make each other feel bad in fact what it's doing is it's helping us to be more relatable and helping us to give each other strategies and tools to overcome that fear and overcome that oh my god I feel like I'm on my own island doing this by myself and I'm the only one who understands how frustrating this is no you're not we're all we're all here we're all doing it Um, so to take it a step further with this new segment is okay give me steps then I mean sure I get it I need to be more positive I need to be more confident I need to do something that disrupts normal thinking so I can go out there and be badass like Dave right (laughs) but but give me something to work with give me an action item so I'm gonna put you on the spot I'm gonna put you on the spot I'm gonna ask you to just at least give one action item for the audience today to help them move closer to being more of a successful uh, seller online seller online meaning you know content creator yeah you know I was thinking about this well um, earlier is that really comes out I mean any one of us like we can all tell people how to get a product online like I mean even you you've done your instructional video about how to get something up on sales really quickly that was cheesy (laughs) but still but I mean you did it right it's that simple it's that simple about maybe you already have something created 
maybe you have an ebook, maybe you have some sort of program, and it's it's the information it, that you need to get that onto a website so that somebody can download it and buy it and purchase it. That's the easy stuff, right? Getting up on sales. If you sell creative stuff, right, you know, like getting up on Etsy or on eBay or whatever, that's all easy stuff. Really, it's just anybody can sell anything any given time, but it's conveying that product to your people in a way that makes them compelled to want to go buy it from you. That's the tough part, right? Based on, you know, going from your question about what, what's an action item, wow, I mean, that's, it's really just about finding some sort of belief in that. And I guess really kind of goes back to, you better start creating, your action item should be that you need to be creating stuff that you absolutely positively believe in. And if you don't believe in it, if you don't believe in it 100%, then you're not going to believe in it when it goes time to say, to that person over there, hey, I've got this thing and I'm selling it. You know, do you want to buy it, right? Um, you know, I, I, we can go back into the whole about selling the the circle. Uh, what is it? The golden circles with Simon Sinek and the why. You know, starting with why and all right, that. But right. but really, it's like it really comes down to you know having that sense of I 100% believe in what it is that I'm selling or what it is that I'm providing, and I feel confident that there's other people out there that want to buy it. And if you don't believe that, then you're not going to be able to sell. You, you might sell a few, but you're not going to sell tons. You're going to get rich on it because you're not, at least in my point of view, you're not going to get rich on it because you don't embody the work, right? right. It doesn't resonate with you, and then ultimately it's not going to resonate with others. If you can't talk about it as if it was like your child and feel good, that good about it, then nobody's going to want to be invested in it either. So ultimately the first action step is whatever it is you're creating, just like me. I was I didn't create something that I was 100% invested in. And so whatever it is that you're creating, if you're not 100% invested in it, then you know, maybe you need to rethink that and, you know, figure out a way to make yourself either make yourself 100% invested or find a way to get another product out there whatever it is to be invested in. And I deal with this all the time with some of my clients. My, you know, most of my clients are creative people, artists, designers, illustrators, crafters. And many of them see they see some sort of success in what it is they're doing and but they get tired of doing that particular thing, right? Maybe they're doing illustrated prints, but after a while the prints don't necessarily do it for them or they have photographic prints or whatever and they the prints are not making them happy anymore. Another client uh, does pet portraits and she's really good at them, but she's not driven by them anymore. But yet they're her successful for her in a certain respect and so she's still doing them because they're successful but she wants to be doing something else. Her heart is over here doing a derivative of some sort and I've basically been telling her like, look, you need to chase that thing. I mean, sure, you may need to sell a pet portrait here and there to put some food on the table, but, you know, keep the lights on and all that. But if you want to, if that's where you want to be, that's where your heart is, then that's where you need to, that's the goal you need to be chasing. And expressing that to your people, sharing that with your people, because then they're going to be 100% invested in you because they know that you're chasing what's your true purpose. Right. Right. It's so true. There's this quote that I've said so many times on the show, but it really resonates here again. The one by Maya Angelou where she says, um, 
don't make money your goal. Instead, pursue the thing you love doing and do it so well that people can't take their eyes off you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think it really resonates with what you talk about, and I think it really resonates just with you in general and the way you carry yourself. Because, you know, as a quick example, you know, I watched the video uh, that Marie Forleo's company featured you in before she launched her big, you know, annual uh, B-School that she has that, that mm -hmm. does really well. But you were such a huge hit. I mean, your video, your story was such a huge hit. And I know that that created a lot of success for you too from an affiliate marketing standpoint as well, Dave. I'm sure you thought you would do well, but I'm sure you didn't think you would do as well as you did. So my follow-up question to you I've been meaning to ask you is what do you think you did well or right to make that opportunity an even bigger opportunity for you from a, from even a selling standpoint? Uh, <sighs> I think it really came down to truly identifying my my purpose in life, uh, my overreaching purpose, I guess you could say. Once I really figured out what my goal in life was, my my purpose for what my business, I should say. Once I truly figured that out, then it was like it was everything has been gravy because I can sit here all day long. I can talk to, I can coach people all day long, I can podcast, you know, do podcasts all day long, I can write about this stuff all day long, because I am, I so firmly believe in what it is that my purpose in life is, and like you said, to eliminate the idea of the starving artist mindset, that's my main goal, and even to the point where I'm even kind of honed that to some degree, like trying to start even younger, Right? The younger that we start, because these kids, these kids, man, they're just beaten down in the educational system about, you know, taking creativity and taking arts and all that stuff out of the school system. And they're just saying, you know, the people that are told all their life, well, like kids coming out of high school, going into college, trying to pursue them themselves as artists and people telling them, well, that, well aren't you going to get a real job? Like that whole idea is like, you know what? Let's get rid of that. Let's let's find a way to get to bring back this idea that artists are valuable and they should be they should be the rock stars. They should be the superheroes, right? Um, that that is my purpose. That is my goal. And because I feel so strongly about it inside, everything that I do uh, in in that in the scope of that just feels completely one hundred percent natural. And you know I. I mean, there's always going to be little stumbling blocks along the way. We don't we don't hit 100% stride 100% of the time. Um, but you know, I know that I'm still I've got that goal. I'm focused on that goal, and I'm just I'm pushing forward. Just you know, knowing that I'm going to get there at some point. Right. I love it, and I couldn't agree more. And the reason I brought that story up is because it followed only a couple months after your epic you know fail of your product launch, right? <laughs> And I think at the time the launch didn't go well, you were thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, what the hell? Why? Why did this happen? And a couple months later, you, you've, you've created so many amazing things, including uh, the Marie Forleo video uh, that, that did extremely well for your business. And I'm sure you were able to look back and go, oh shit, okay, now I get it. Now I get the difference between what I was putting out here and what I was putting out over here. <laughs> and it shows in money, right? Right. If we're going to talk about, you know, like real material, tangible things to prove yourself right, yeah. the money showed you 
it will show up because you believed in who you are, you believed in what you're doing, and you know why you're here. You know your purpose. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I was, I'm an affiliate of Marie Forleo's B-School because I'm an attendee, and I 100% believe in what she's doing, and so I was glad to share that. And it was it made a good return, but what made me even more happy and proud about that is the notes that I would get from people saying, Dave, your video convinced me to buy in and not convince me and some of those people didn't even buy through me so I didn't get the affiliate income but because they decided to take a chance on themselves and make a serious investment because B-School is not cheap right mm -hmm. make a serious investment in themselves because they decided to make that leap based on something I said I feel proud because it's like wow I affected change in somebody and that's really that's the goal that's ultimately go. I, I I still watch that video every once in a while because it reminds me how good I felt about that, you know. And I also have this. There's also this, you know. I don't want to call it secondary goal, but it's a sub goal because ultimately everything revolves around my legacy, right? The legacy that I want to leave, and you know, it's I've got my son, and everything I do is about providing a legacy that my son will be proud of. And I, and I get a little bit choked up just thinking about it, but. Everything that, that I'm doing, I want him to be proud of. You know, I don't want to be like, I, you know, I don't want to go through life and, and, you know, sit in an office and do my thing and, you know, feel, and not that sitting in an office is bad, but for me, it's like, it's not my purpose. All right. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Dave, it's still recording. It is? Awesome. <laughs> well, I came back on and I'm like, I'm sniffing and I'm looking around and I'm typing and then it said live. <laughs> can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can. I can hear and see you. Because it was saying it was muted there for a second. Yeah. No, I can hear and see you. So that this is going to be the most awkward but awesome episode on the Shut Up Show. My my, um, I don't think it caught me saying this before, but I let my battery die. Um, I thought I had more time, so I was going to wrap it up, but my battery died sooner than I thought. And so <laughs> you you did go. Um, Go on a monologue for a while, so thank you for that, and, and you know, <laughs> holding down the fort while I was gone. This is the kind of stuff that happens to online businesses, folks. I'm, so when we're talking about selling online, stuff like this is going to happen, and you've got to be able to go with the flow. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure I miss a lot of awesome stuff, but you know, to just wrap up here, thank you for your time, Dave, and to wrap up here... Um, I want you to pimp out your business. I want you to pimp out anything else that you are working on right now so that uh, viewers and listeners can get a hold of you. And uh, we'll make sure that we edit this out on the podcast. But for the video, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> the video is going to be weird. It's all real. But that's the point. Uncensored, unfiltered, all real, bad, creative badassery. So, right, exactly. so go ahead, dude. It's all you. Let's close out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just everybody can check me out. Everything I've got going on at freshrag.com, and you'll find me on Facebook, freshrag.com, or freshrag, facebook.com slash freshrag, twitter.com slash freshrag. I'm pretty much everywhere, freshrag. I got that branding thing all over the place. So I've been and, meaning to ask because I've known you for a while now. I never even asked you where freshrag came from. It, it's a okay. So originally, when I started this, like I said, I was selling work on Etsy, and I was doing um, digitally, uh, like digital collage work, and I would print, I was selling prints on Etsy, and to kind of boost those sales, 
and also, you know, kind of share some work of other artists. I started this site called Fresh, well, it started Fresh Rag, based on the idea of selling and promoting the work of people that work with paper. So whether it was art prints or collage work or watercolorists or people that sold um, stationery, like interesting stationery, letterpress, whatever. That was the idea because I really like the, the tactical aspects of, tactile aspects, excuse me, of paper. And I was kind of promoting that. And so fresh rag comes from, you know, like fresh as being new and rag is kind of a term for paper itself in the industry. And so that's where it came from. And But at some point, what I noticed is that the peop- the stories that were resonating with people were the ones where I was talking more about mindset, more about marketing, more about, you know, how to build your business as opposed to just featuring other artists and designers and creators. And so at some point I just tried, you know what, maybe I should focus my energy towards this because I really love talking about it and people were responding to it. So like, well, that's that it was a shift. It was a major shift. And I'd actually also was kind of burnt out on doing my own prints anyway. So it all kind of came together, you know, in a serendipitous kind of implosion and like, I don't know, a phoenix rising from the fire, from the ashes right. kind of thing. <laughs> That's awesome. I never knew that backstory behind Fresh Rag. And Fresh Rag just rolls off your, your tongue because I, I, I never knew what it meant. And I'm just like, that's just really cool. He's Fresh Rag everywhere, <laughs> whatever, yeah. whatever that means. I mean, it could be positive or negative, but the yeah. point is it's to it out, didn't it? <laughs> so, right. so people can check you out at your blog, freshrag.com. You also have the change up with the uh, Creative Business Podcast, which is now becoming the Fresh Rag Show. Yep. You're going to be relaunching when? Uh, well, let's see. Depends on when this show goes live, but April 16th. Awesome. Oh, this so, will definitely be aired in conjunction with that then. Yeah, so yeah. April 16th is our first episode So yeah, for, of the new show. And Bernie, you're going to oh, you're gonna love it. It's like, <laughs> I cannot wait. I'm having so much fun with the uh, changing the format and all that. So it's it's going to be interesting. It's, you know, it's similar, but it's like I'm kicking it up a lot. Let's take right. it. We're taking it to the next level. Awesome. I'm excited for you. We seem to be leading very parallel lives in everything that we do professionally and even personally. So yeah. I'm excited. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Homies for life. life. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you for uh, you know sticking through the uh, the you know technical blips today. <laughs> but I'll tell you, there is something magical about Google Hangouts because the yeah. fact that that kept being on my, you know on air live while I yeah. was. My computer was dead and you left and we came back. See, guys, see, folks, you can make shit happen. You right. can make shit happen. You just got to show up. <laughs> yeah, that would never happen on Skype. That would never happen on Skype. Right? We'll hang out, man. Well, this isn't a Skype show, is it? So we're yeah. going to have to deal with this. <laughs> awesome. No, no, no. I mean, it would never happen. Oh, in like, a positive thing. Yeah, in positive. A positive yeah. Like, if you if that shut down on Skype, then we'd, our conversation would have been done. That would have been it. It would have been over right there. Like, okay, we're finished. Awesome. Awesome. And yeah, I also so have you to thank, too. I also have you to thank, too, because um, I'm going to sound way more professional here on, the, uh, on this episode because I've got a new mic and a preamp, and I'm going to be doing more. <laughs> More stuff to upgrade the equipment, but yeah, Dave, you guys, Dave is the one who gave me all the inside info on how to make myself sound much better for all of you. So yeah, I do a little chin kicking of my own to kick <laughs> into, you know, into the 21st century. Well, I think you're kicking a little bit higher because you're taller than me, but I know <laughs> I knew what you meant. <laughs> all 
All right, buddy. It was such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for uh, chit-chatting with us and co-hosting the Shut Up Show today. Again, guys, this is Dave Connery of Fresh Rig. Check him out. He's awesome. Great podcast, great blog. Um, yeah, so go support this dude. So we look forward to seeing your episode come out. You said April 16th, mm-hmm. and uh, this one will air around the same time. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have an awesome April, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Cool. Well, that's Thanks, another buddy. episode. You're welcome. That's another episode of the Shut Up Show, guys. Dave, check you later, bud. All right, see you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Shut Up Show. The Shut Up Show is sponsored by The Amazing Cells. That's S-E-L-Z dot com. Seriously, simple selling. Go check them out. Every Monday, we deliver an inside edition of The Shut Up Show right to your inbox. Plus, as a bonus, get instant access to download a free copy of our 18-page ebook, The Solopreneur's Guide for Shutting Up and Making Shit Happen. Simply go to our website at theshutupshow.com slash subscribe and join other brave entrepreneurs who are shutting up and making shit happen. If you believe in The Shut Up Show and this platform has helped you shut up and make shit happen, please head on over to iTunes, search for The Shut Up Show in the podcast section and leave us an honest star rating and review. Your feedback will help us to gauge what we're doing well and where we need to continue to improve. The ratings and reviews help us to continue to bring on amazing sponsors like Cells so that we can deliver weekly episodes to you for free. So your feedback does matter. Thank you for helping us and supporting us.